Do you want to talk a little bit about why why Soba has a cone on her head? Um, because I, because my dog had a hysterectomy. You wanted to end her line. You wanted to make yes. sure no other no other dogs came from her. She is the end. No spawn from the last of her part. name. Here she comes. This is we both podcast together, a show about the hazards of loving the Decemberists. I'm your host, Pete Wissinger. And I am your co-host, Matt Esner. And today, we have moved past Picaresque and are going to do a mini-episode about the EP that came out afterwards called Picaresquities. So this is the last release of their sort of indie career, as it were. Correct. Um, and actually, it looks like this collection of songs originally was added to the vinyl of Picaresque to flesh it out to a double LP and then was sort of digitally released as its own thing. Oh, really? I didn't know that. So it was it was included on the initial release of... Is that what you're saying? On the, the vinyl. Or maybe there was like a special edition vinyl put out. But huh. yeah, this would That's be like side D of the Picaresque double LP. I see. So that it pushed it over into double LP with two sides. Right. Yeah. Okay. Huh. I don't know how I, I mean, knowing that it's an EP, I, I, these songs definitely don't feel like they're part of the rest of the album. Well, they definitely don't feel finished. That's for sure. I would say that what we have here, uh, definitely feels like stuff that was left on the cutting room floor. Yeah. Or maybe stuff that he was just kind of workshopping around the same time as the album. Right. Yeah. I mean, we'll we'll get into it when we talk track by track, but it there's definitely like a sort of unfinished quality to most of these songs. Well, I don't think any of the songs feature a full band. Yeah. Yeah. And a a workable draft of an of an early version of a song is what most of these feel like. So I would say let's go track by track and then kind of figure out maybe how we think this would fit in if any of these songs could work as you know, official album tracks. Yeah. Let's... But should, do we call this a four song or a five song EP? That is, <laughs> that's a great question. Because uh, we've got two versions of Bandit Queen. Which, all right, well, let's just, let's just go ahead and start. Let's go ahead and hit it. So track one is Bandit Queen. As the sun is sinking low And the evening's tugged in now in on Spotify or I think even in the album track it's going to say Bandit Queen parentheses with DT. Yeah, what is DT? So this is my theory. My theory is it's with dance, comma tap. <laughs> yeah, that's because the percussion on this song is somebody tap dancing. This is this is goofy, right? It is. Surprising that I think this is the only song in the December's catalog that contains like a sketch or a skit, you know? Like <laughs> there is a performed opening with characters who talk to each other in yeah. the beginning. Um and I will say my favorite part of the song is it's it's I'm guessing it's Jenny saying I've got a good ear for the chords right at the beginning. <laughs> I don't yeah. know why that I don't know why that phrasing uh, tickles well, me. Is these like 
cute little voices where it's like, I want you to play Bandicoot. I don't know. It's like, it's, it's really hokey. And it's like, kind of, it seems like it's meant to be like people sitting around a campfire or something. Sure. Uh, or a saloon hall. Yeah. Some kind of cowboy sort of thing. So I, I, I really like actually the piano sound in this track. Is, it's got like that honky tonk kind of piano. It's got a, it's like a honky tonk piano and it sounds like just like slightly out of tune. Um, uh-huh. which makes, I don't know, it's just, it makes it like sound like lo-fi in a fun way. It, it, but also in like a very artificial way. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I mean, side note, it also sounds very much like the piano that gets played at uh, world famous uh, Missouri restaurant Lambert's. Oh, it kind of does. What if this was recorded at Lambert's? Man. I could definitely catch a roll while listening to this song. Yeah, I feel like this is good roll catching music. <laughs> um, but in general, this is kind of like a fun song about this like kind of like hardcore wild mountain woman. Yeah. Although she wears a turban. Well, you know. Um, I think I saw somewhere that this was a song he wrote for Carson. Okay. I'd, I'd believe that. Would you would you feel like enamored if someone wrote this song about you? Absolutely. I wish someone would write a song like this about me. It's fun. It is. It's just like a fun, you know, love song to, uh, I don't know, uh, Vandal. It's very tongue-in-cheek. It's very cute. Yeah. And there's a tap dance break. You touched that at the beginning, but at some point during the song, <laughs> there's some tapping. Yeah. It's just a tap, tap, tapping. Wasn't there a band whose shtick was that they had tap dancing? Is that the Scissor Sisters, I want to say? Yeah, let's go ahead and say that's canonically <laughs> true. Um, I mean, none of the Scissor Sisters songs I know have tap, tap dancing in them, but that doesn't mean that they don't tap dance. Uh, oh, Tilly and the Wall was the tap dancing band. Wow. What did you Google? Tap dancing band? I typed in uh, tap dance rock band. Oh, okay. Yeah, Scissor Sisters is like is like power pop dance okay. rock. You can't They're tap awesome. dance to it? You could if you wanted to. I mean, there's not a rule against it. Who do you think is tap dancing? Is you think it's one of the band? I think it's Chris Funk. It's got to be. Let's just say it's Chris Funk. <laughs> He's the one I who think... I most enjoy imagining tap dancing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's so this version... Uh, this thing I have says that the D and T is probably with dialogue and tap. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense because it does have the dialogue and tapping. Weirdly, though, uh, the the version that doesn't feature that is a longer track. Is do they have the same lyrics? I didn't even pay attention. I assume. I think so. Yeah. But uh, let's think like this woman. She's only got nine fingers. She wears a turban. She lives in a cave. Uh, she drinks bourbon. Mm-hmm. Um, she reclines on treasure I don't know she seems awesome she seems like she might be part dragon <laughs> maybe she does this all sounds like except for I don't know of any dragons that wear turbans maybe there should be more that's fair uh, but yeah so this is a good track I could see this maybe living somewhere on on uh, picaresque uh, would it be too weird to sub this in instead of my own true love lost at sea or instead of angels and angles? Uh, I could see it in either one of those slots, actually. It would be kind of fun to end with this. Although, that may be too goofy, going from Mariner's Revenge to this song. Yeah. Yeah. 
But if you take out my own true love, Lost at Sea, I think you're all you're losing is like just a real downer, slow balls song. So, which they've got other songs like that on the album. Yeah, and I was just thinking of realizing uh, they kind of leave out the kind of like bummer downer aspect of their music on Her Majesty. Yeah, Her Majesty is all pretty upbeat, except for I guess Gymnast. But right, right. Anyway, I actually, I mean, I think that this is probably the most fully realized song on this EP. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, the next song is actually a cover. Uh, so track two is Bridges and Balloons. This is a Joanna Newsom song, and I think this is probably the best track on this EP, but I think it helps that it is a cover of a very good song. So, the Decembers have never included a cover on one of their albums proper, but they do they do tend to pull out covers when you see them live. Um, what, what would you say some of the memorable live covers you've seen the Decembers play? Ooh, um, <laughs> well, did you see them on the Hazards of Love yeah, they... when they did uh, "Crazy on You," because they had two female vocalists. Yeah, that was how they closed the show. That was that the was final encore. Amazing! It was it was a powerhouse performance. You know that they used to play "Mr. Blue Sky" live. Really? Yeah. Like pre picaresque, I assume. It was like on the picaresque tour. Huh. Um. And there's also when I saw them on the picaresque tour, they played a song off of uh, it's a Who song. Um, the one that's a lot something city in the sky mm. was was that when um, i think it's on the who sell out that was when they were touring with um petra hayden right yes and she does she has an album of of a yes. solo acapella who album right of i think it's all the who sell out oh okay yeah so that would make sense actually right yeah <laughs> um what else have i seen them do live well, they'll do like Colin will will play Elliot Smith's version of Clementine, right? Uh, he kind of like weaves it in with his own song. Yeah. Well, I mean, also when you see him solo, he has solo albums that are all cover. Right. Which yeah. we'll probably get to at a future podcast. I assume so. Um. So this is a Joanna Newsom song. Um. So normally, if you imagine, instead of Colin's nasally vocals and strumming of a guitar it's a harp and very sort of shrill yelpy vocals we sailed away on a winter's day with faders malleable as clay yeah i think joanna newsom is kind of unpleasant to listen to <laughs> she might be kind of like bob dylan in that like She's really good at writing and arranging music, but it's probably best to have someone else perform it. Although I know she does have her big fans, you know, obviously. Isn't, isn't she married to Andy Samberg? I don't know if they still are, but I know they got married, yeah. Nice. <laughs> I, I'm looking at on uh, Song or on uh, Song Genius or Genius.com. Uh, it, Pitchfork interviewed Colin and they asked him about this song because he apparently uh, changes a couple of the words 
in the song. And he says, uh, he says, I think I just fucked it up. I was pretty drunk when I recorded it. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. So he did not mean to mess up the words. I think the song sounds a lot like a song that the Decemberists have on another album, on their most recent album called Once in My Life. Oh, I love Once in My Life. Yeah, it's a great song, but I also think it it might be ripping off this song a lot. (laughs) I guess it's got a similar kind of like driving nature to it i think it might also have the same chords uh here's one lyric i've always found interesting in this song uh where he's talking about uh they're uh on a caravel with four fine masts and lateen sails its bearings on care paravel care paravel is the castle from narnia oh well if if not for that reference i would say that that lyric sounds kind of decemberist-y but well, i don't think sure. decemberist would deign to <laughs> uh, reference something as, as pedestrian like low culture yeah. as the chronicles of narnia yeah i mean i do think joanna newsom has a similar sort of like uh you know wordy verbose lyrical style to the decemberists so do you like the song since you don't know the original yeah no i do like the song i do like the song yeah i mean it's very decemberist uh it talks about uh catenaries and dirigibles i mean if you use dirigible in a song lyric, you might be the Decemberists. It's weird that they haven't, honestly. I think that that's kind of an oversight on Colin's part. Right. Um, so, yeah, I'm a big fan of this one, actually. But yeah, this one, I think, one. is just guitar. It is. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's carry on. All right. Next up is track three, Constantinople. I think it has bass on it, so it's not just Colin. Okay. It's a little, I feel like it's a little, it's got a little bit more uh, substance to it, maybe. So this is definitely like a period story. It's talking about sultans. Uh, It talks about the Bosphorus, which is uh, the river. That's the, the strait at Constantinople slash Istanbul. Right. Yeah. We've got here about some Turkish. Well, I guess if this is Constantinople, it's it's not Turkish; it's Byzantine. Right. Yeah. So we got this. But then, why is there a sultan? Maybe he's just visiting. Okay. All right. He's he's because if there's minarets in Constantinople, then it's probably Istanbul. Isn't minaret a type of architectural feature of a mosque? I see. The minarets are the bell towers of mosques. Okay. I think I don't maybe yeah, they're no, used that for sounds something right. else. No, that sounds that sounds accurate. Because there were not minarets at the Hagia Sophia before it was a mosque. Oh, really? I did not know that. Yeah, they added the minarets. Yeah, I mean this this song feels a little bit more complete than some of the other tracks on this EP. Like this feels like it could it could have gone on picaresque, but I feel like it's kind of it would have been dead weight, honestly. Yeah, there's. I mean, it's it's very much in line with a lot of their stuff in terms of lyrics, the sort of like uh, star-crossed love kind of thing. It's set in a period, although usually further back than where you would imagine a lot of their songs are set. But uh, I don't know. The melody's nice. Yeah. I just, I feel like if you take anything off of picaresque, you're... Yeah, I mean... This isn't going to make picaresque better by putting this on and the only song i could imagine you would put this in for is eli the barrel boy and i don't think it's as good as eli the barrel boy Mm. 
I feel like it would also be harder to make a cool costume for than Eli the Barrel Boy. Um, at least without using brown face. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, should we move on? Yeah, yeah. I don't have anything else to say about <laughs> yeah. this song. All right, it's fine. So, track four is The Kingdom of Spain. In the kingdom of Spain There are such colors I think this song sounds like It kind of sounds like something that maybe Colin would have composed as he was learning to play the piano <laughs> Yeah, this It's just a... very, it's very simple It's just like, you know, chords bouncing up and down I'm, yeah. I'm not saying it's an insult But I'm just saying that's kind of what it sounds like there's not a lot to the song, really. No. Um, this song's fine. <laughs> I think it's weird that they say the king and the queen of Spain have long, unpronounceable names. Right. I thought that, like, too. Like, it's like, like Ferdinand. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, maybe Alphonse. if you Maybe that's, like, our sort of Western bias, though. Like, if you were, like, you know, if you were in, like, the subcontinent of India, or, like, if you're in, I don't know, Africa, or china maybe like eurocentric names are hard to pronounce were you gonna say that the general uh assessment of this album or this ep is they're fine yeah that's that's kind of my thought like this doesn't feel like something this doesn't feel like a hidden gem this feels almost like it feels like b-sides cast-offs yeah this is not this isn't like we wanted to we we just wanted to get this out as soon as possible. We didn't want to wait for a whole album's worth of songs to put this out. Right. It was it's like just like we we knew this never is going to go on an album. We need a fourth side of this double LP. Yeah. But man, if this was all on one side, what you, like you would just never listen to it. You would just like <laughs> Yeah. It's weird that's this... over. You'd have to yeah. physically flip a vinyl to listen to this. Yeah. Um uh. So we should say that track five is just an alternate version of Bandit Queen. Yeah. Which I think is just a guitar version. I don't know. It doesn't have the tap dancing and it doesn't have Joseph, which is Colin's character's name. (laughs) Greetings, ladies. My name's Joseph. I just rolled into town. I like that. I like that delivery. That's good delivery on his part. Anyway, so this is not the last of these kinds of EPs. Um, I feel like they do put out kind of demos and things like that in between quite a bit. Yeah, there's 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 definitely more EPs coming after this. Are you saying this isn't the last of this type of EP? I mean, after King is dead, there's an uh, Long Live the King. Is that what it's called? Oh yeah. Um. So the other thing we talked about, since this is such a short episode of OK Songs is that since this is sort of the end of the first phase of the Sembrist career, the end of their official indie years, maybe now would be a good chance to sort of like look back at what we've heard so far and uh, propose like a top five songs of their indie years or maybe a five song mix that you would use to introduce someone to the band. So should should we each take turns going track by track? Yeah, let's start with like our number five and work our way down. Let's do that. Oh, so how did, wait, did you rank yours? Well, kind of, yeah. Well, the, mine is not ranked. Yours is unranked? Uh, mine okay. is chronological. Oh, okay. Mm, 
I'm afraid that if I go chronological and you go by rank, that we're going to end up having some overlap. But that's fine. I think there's going to be overlap. Okay. Let me, let me, actually, let me try to guess yours first. So I think what? yours, yours are going to be, this is my guess. Oh my God. <laughs> yours is going to be like bus mall, no. engine driver. No. Uh, Probably engine driver again. No. And cocoon. <laughs> no. And maybe cautionary song. No, you didn't guess any of them. I bet that I bet that actually I bet I could get at least three out of five of yours. Oh, you definitely could get three out of five of mine. <laughs> All right, then let's not play that game. All right. All right. So I'll just go with my first track. All right. My first track. I thought Leslie and Levine is actually a really good sort of example of the band's style. And uh, a pretty good intro to the band. So my first one's Leslie and Levine. Okay. Uh, well, my first one would be Grace Cathedral Hill. So my next one, which I, I'm wondering if it's also on yours, is July, July. It's not, actually. I thought about putting it on there, but I didn't. I just, this was the song that first made me, like, pay attention to them. So I threw it out. I still think it's an awesome, fun song. It is a great song. And... It would have probably made it if I was doing like six or seven. Mm-hmm. All right, what's your second one? Uh, second one is Angel Won't You Call Me. That, wow. So we are, are we going to have any overlap? I think we are. I think we're going to get there. All right. Uh, third one for me would be Red Right Ankle. Yep, that's where we, that's where we meet. <laughs> so you also have Red Right, right, right Ankle. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, it's an amazing song. It is. It's the best song on Her Majesty. Yeah, I think it might be. I think that's what I said it was. I Here's something I'm afraid of. I say a lot of things on this podcast that I'm, I don't remember saying. So I'm sure at some point I said stuff like, Red Right Ankle is the best song that they've ever done. And like, I, that's, I mean, if you, I mean, you listen to this podcast, it's not going to be, I'm not going to hold consistent with that argument. So now, oh, wow. I can't believe that my last two are not both on your list. Uh, so number four on mine is the Mariner's Revenge song. Yeah, that I I didn't put mine on. I didn't put it on there. If I would have gone to 7, it would have been it would have been on there. Okay, so what's your four? Uh 16 Military Wives. All right. Now I'm really hoping we both said the same thing for the last one. I don't know if we're going to. Uh The Tane. Oh, so no. <laughs> I think that's advanced. Like if if this that's is cheating. if this is an introductory thing, like I wouldn't put the Tane on there. But I, I, I would put the Infanta on there. Really? Hmm. That's yours? I mean, it's the first song I ever heard by them, and it's, you know, still a great song. Okay. Uh, so our only overlap is Red Right Ankle. Yeah. But if you were to combine our two lists, that'd be a pretty great little mix. Yeah. Even with Red Right Ankle on there twice. I would listen to that twice on <laughs> Red Yeah. It could be like uh, Picarescides. It could be the first and the last yeah, song. Yeah, first and last. It's an opener and a closer. Honorable mention is also Sunshine, but I, you know, that's oh, I not... Had, the one that almost made it on mine was Engine Driver, so, yeah. Well, that does it for the Kill Rockstars era of the Decemberists. Yeah. Uh, so after this, they signed on to a major record label, Capitol Records, who they still work with. And so our next episode will be about Crane Wife. Are you still there? 
Yeah, still here. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. I thought you were going to add something else. Nope, but no. that's all I got. That's it. <laughs> um, yeah, Crane Wife is the next episode. <laughs> yep, we're just going to end this. Uh, oh, oh, my but God, no. my dog is being so loud. Um, um, before we end, we actually have like something to plug, kind of. I mean, we're because we we're on oh, we're on yeah. Twitter. We we exist. We're on Twitter now. Out there, yeah. This I have not the, actually looked at our Twitter account, so. Well, there's not much there, but this is the first episode we've recorded since we started releasing episodes. Right. Um. So it's. So uh, we might if if you have been a fan, then this is the first time we are speaking directly to you. Right. And we'd like to say. Fuck Why didn't you, you give us five stars? <laughs> no, no. I mean, you can review us and whatever. I don't know. I don't. I don't care. Like, it's fine. But Matt is going to say things on Twitter. So, is it? Yeah. Is it at We Both Podcast Together? I'm trying to look it up, but my cat is literally standing between me and my keyboard. Well, and my dog is itching her uh, her cone. Guys, pets kind of suck. Yeah, like it's weird that we let animals live with us. Yeah, especially like ones who are just so needy and are literally sitting on top of the keyboard. To be fair, I'm the one who decided she needed to be spayed, so I guess that one's on me. Wow. Uh, So our Twitter handle, we are we we both podcast together, but we're at at podcast both, which I don't. I really remember picking that as the name, but I'm sure Nobody's I did at some point. find that. At Podcast Both. Did I really pick that? That seems crazy. Doesn't well, seem so like yeah, all you fans of At Podcast Both. Yeah. That's us. I, that's weird. You just got to start retweeting everything every member of the band tweets to yeah. get some attention from the Decemberists themselves. We don't want that. We do not want them to know <laughs> that we're doing this. <laughs> Are you saying uh, that if, like, Chris Funk wanted to shoot the shit with us, you wouldn't be cool with that? I think Chris Funk would be cool with us. I, I feel like we talk about Colin too much. Yeah. I'd, li- I'd like to have Jenny as a guest. Jenny would be great. I'm not intimidated by Jenny because I have nothing but great things to say about Jenny. I've never said anything bad about Jenny. Sometimes I say mean things about Colin, even though he's, like, a hero of mine and someone right. who I yes, really, absolutely. like, I, who I've admired for a very long time. But I also will sometimes say mean things about his music. To but it's fair, all it, it comes from a place of love. And sure. that is that is one of the That's hazards where it comes from. That's not where it of goes, loving but that's the where it comes. Oh my gosh. Okay. I uh, should have saved that. I should have saved that for the end. So, whose turn is it to do a sign off? I don't know. I Let's both try it. All right. Uh till next time, adjust your turban. That's oh, that was, I I'm not even looking at the lyrics. I'm trying to think of the lyrics to any of these songs. Till till next time, uh, listening. I like literally all I'm. I can't even think of like some some way to like turn around a lyric to make it sound clever, because uh, I can't think of the lyric. Yeah. Till till next time. Maybe skip Picaresquities. Yeah, maybe maybe there's some forgettable songs. Yeah. Maybe listen to Picaresque again. Till next li- time. Check out Bridges and Balloons. Do yeah. That. Yeah. Do that instead. Bye. Bye.